and welcome to Wires from the Deep, a silo series podcast. Today is Saturday, June 17, 2023, and you're listening to episode 10, The Silo Always Wins. I am your host, Crystal, here with my co-host, Kelly. Hey, everyone. So today we're going to be breaking down Silo episode 8, Hannah. But before we get to that, we just want to say that, yay, Apple announced that they have officially renewed Silo for season 2. They did. It's very exciting. I had no doubt. I wasn't worried. So that means we're going to have a season two of Wires from the Deep. So woohoo. <laughs> you haven't officially asked me yet. Oh, might be very busy. Do I need to ask you? Oh. No, <laughs> not really. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I mean, congratulations to us yeah, too, actually, because we reached 5,000 downloads this past week. So wow. 5,000. Yeah. So thank you everyone for listening to us. <laughs> yeah. Thank you everyone. All right, so let's get to the breakdown. This week, we got to see a lot about uh, Hannah Nichols, which is Juliet's mom. Mm. And we start by seeing her dealing drugs in the cornfield. <laughs> Does she, like, get those from her husband? <laughs> like- no. Okay, so um, I had seen, because, like, you know, um, I mean, we're going to get to this later, but later on, like, Jules sees, like, her file. And, like, you, you know, I've talked mm-hmm. about how in Discord yeah. we, like, look at high-res screenshots and stuff. We, like, looked at that file, and, and Hannah is a surgeon, so she works in medical, too. Oh. I thought she was just, like, stay-at-home mom or something. No, I, I mean, really... I guess that explains a lot about why she's so good at, like, fixing yeah, no, but rabbit I said, and stuff. But right, I thought so. maybe after the kids were born, she just stayed at home. She obviously yeah. was very talented yeah. or something. She, had, she has medical was. expertise, so. But yeah, so I guess that must be why. So that's where she got them. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Dealing. Pills. I wonder what they consider like hard stuff in the silo. I don't know, but or, like you know, maybe he needs it for his mom. That, or something. That, that goes back to like something I had been wondering before because um, you know, like Gloria in like the long term care place, uh, she's yeah, like in the, in a drug induced haze, and like they like show the bottle, and she's like on the razapam, and they. <laughs> they must do they have like a pharmaceutical level where they manufacture all these drugs i mean maybe we really haven't you know reached the depths of the silo maybe like under mechanical like it's just like it keeps going it, it's just it it doesn't surprise me that somehow <laughs> yeah. big pharma has made yeah, it into I don't the know. silo <laughs> I, don't know. It was, what, I mean so what do you think he, she gave him i don't know I mean, uh, I, I don't know. One of my editor friends is a former pharmacy technician, so maybe I can ask her. Like, what does that look like? <laughs> yeah, Low what does that look capsule. like to you? What are the odds of what these are? <laughs> but yeah, so she trades all of those drugs, which I'm assuming are actually kind of valuable. Um, for for one on the show <laughs> for one sick rabbit, and she <laughs> she wants, I guess, to experiment on the rabbit. Not. Well, maybe not experiment, right. but try to that, try to that, fix the rabbit. I'm really, really perplexed by this, and maybe I should save this for later. But a rabbit who she just happens to assume has a hole in its heart. This was so perplexing to me. Like, well, are there I mean, yeah, like we signs were, and symptoms? Of- we were we were talking about this a little in Discord too, and people were saying how like you know like if it had a heart defect, it might be tired and like, lethargic. I don't know. I mean, we we're used to all raise- lethargic. <laughs> we used. We used to raise bunnies and stuff, and I oh, guess that's right. Yeah, but when when there's too much inbreeding, they can be. Born if one of your birth, rabbits was like lethargic, you'd be like, mm, "Hole in the heart, right?" <laughs> yeah, it's one of I think it's one of those TV things where you have to be like, "Yeah, okay. I know," but this is a podcast, so I have to write that shit down. <laughs> but yeah, so one small detail that I liked in this part is she she has a nickname for Jules, and she calls her Bean. I love Bean. Yeah, that's really cute. <laughs> that was cute. Hmm. Then the, the show takes us to Gloria, and she 
um, gets visited by Sims. And I was like creeped out by this scene, like for like up Me and too, down yeah. reasons. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, like, I guess she wants to be medicated. She wants to be able to like dream about the beach and everything yeah, they, and the they, ocean. They seem to be able to create some sort of like euphoric dreamland for them. Yeah. Which I find. Or I don't know if it's just like particular to her, but they seem to know, you know, what she's like what kind of state she's in. Yeah. So this this is right after Jules has gotten away with the hard drive and I guess they had questioned her already, but mm-hmm. she didn't want to tell them anything. But then he comes in and she remembers him and she remembers helping him and his wife. And we've seen Sims with his wife and his his little boy in a previous episode. And then Gloria remembers that she had given the wife folic acid. And for those who don't know, folic acid is a, a vitamin that, that pregnant women take it's early It's like on every in prenatal. Yeah, yeah. It's and a it, prenatal. It's so, it's so odd to me because I had pictured Gloria like this pagan old lady who's doing like weirdo stuff with herbs and she's giving them like tea with folic acid in it. <laughs> like They have like a pharmaceutical company. Yeah. But I mean, I guess it must just be because because you can get folic acid through food, but mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's as efficient. So maybe like she just I don't know. And, and it's weird too because she said she was a fertility counselor, but I guess she also just in general helps people with interesting with their pregnancies. I don't know. I kind of um, thought that maybe she would have been like a doula, you know, not, yeah, not a fertility like counselor. Like a midwife type person. Yeah. I wonder yeah. if people in the silo have very specific like mineral deficiencies that they have to. I mean, they must, right? Yeah. yeah. Maybe folic acid is one of them. I mean, who knows what they teach them, right? They can teach them wherever they want. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's what Yeah, so like the, the Sims and Gloria thing was kind of touching because he, he does seem genuinely grateful that she helped them conceive or, or see because I guess the wife had had a miscarriage before. Right. And, he seems and- genuinely grateful. Yeah, and then yeah. he tells her that if she doesn't cooperate, he'll just leave her in an unmedicated state in the room. It's like, right. dude. <laughs> so he's like, not so grateful, right? Yeah, yeah. But. And so, and then Gloria, okay, so this part I was a little sad about is that Gloria does tell him what Jules had. She she basically gives him what he wants. Okay, um, but see, I don't, I don't know if I, like, know that for sure because, I mean, obviously he knows what's in the bag, but, like, it's weird because, like, we see him ask what was in the bag and then they cut away and then he's telling the nurse to give her the good stuff but just mm-hmm. the way he says it I, like, I don't know what that means like give yeah, her the good yeah. stuff it was is really it, crazy it, I was yeah. like did you just like put her to sleep or something I don't know I know that's what I thought too but then like when I looked at it when I watched it again he's like telling her every day give her the good stuff or something I thought he was that's like it. saying that to make it more believable to this woman that's being oh, put to yeah. sleep okay yeah that's true I looked at I my know. dog and I was like Temple that's what the big needle looks like <laughs> yeah i mean it 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 totally crossed my mind i was just like is the good stuff code and is nurse nurse amy just like this nefarious like the way they nodded at each other too it was like "Mm, i don't know here here we go i'm reading too much into it if you howie were on here he'd be like guys it was just the good stuff (laughs) (laughs) probably for real (laughs) but so you, you make a good point, though. Like, what could she have told him that he probably didn't already know, right? right? Like, he knew that it was that hard drive. Yeah. And maybe she didn't tell him. Like, maybe she lied to him. And so, you know. Yeah. Maybe he was just trying to determine, like, what he was going to have done to her based on whatever he asked and what she said. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe it didn't really have anything to do with her 
Um, or maybe she's like back helping. in dreamland, man. Maybe she's like back in dreamland on the beach that she can't hear. <laughs> There's an option. Yeah. So <laughs> then they show like um, Jules is actually hiding in the nursery in the dark. And it's funny because these, these judicial people aren't very good at searching. I mean, if you're, really looking, <laughs> if you're looking for someone, I don't know. Do you care if there are babies in there? Just go look behind the desk. Also, was- what kind of situation is this for the babies? They seem to just be like left in there on their backs like all the time. It's well, completely odd yeah. for nursery. I mean, to, to me, it's weirder that it's so dark in there because I, I thought that they usually have... Because whenever I, I see... Yeah, the lights are on because like... No, that's just when they're sleeping. So they can't find her. She go. She she just sits at the desk that she was hiding behind, and she plugs mm-hmm. it in, and she can't access it. And then she looks at the lamp, and that flashes her back to the past, where with her mom, and they show the mom, um, with her magnifier, which actually looked really cool. It did look right? really cool when she was like putting it together later. I was like, whoa, I want one of those. Yeah, yeah. It's funny too because uh, in the past, I think I had thought that they called her device the rabbit. Do you, do you recall that? I, I the rabbit? That, yeah, because she, when she first mentioned her, she, she was like, oh, she was talking to Martha. And she said, so one of them mentioned, oh, like the device that your mother made. And she said the rabbit. And I, I don't know if now they called the magnifier the rabbit or if they were just talking about like referencing. the, in, the, the right, incident yeah. with the rabbit. So, yeah, I was, I was a little confused hmm. about that. But yeah, so she says that her magnifier is the first one in the silo. Maybe that was just like the code they talked about it used to talk about the thing itself like even like with her mom or so because they couldn't talk about like the magnifier yeah yeah maybe it's too dangerous so then it goes to the morning time and billings is calling jules on the radio and telling her Mm -hmm. to come to the office and she goes up there and which is funny because the 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 timeline in this episode is all uh, all like crazy it is because i think she's down on 62 and so she has to go up to the top uh and like on, on like I think the first floor. So she's gonna to have to travel sixty-two floors to go to go find Judas or sh- searching the sheriff's department. So she does that, and that's oh, yeah, that's, that's like a really half, good point. That's, that's very like fast. half the silo. Yeah. So I'm gonna go into more of this um, later too because there's a, a bunch of timeline stuff that just didn't add up. Really. Um, I think I just having... started like not even thinking about the like how far it's because it is it yeah. happens so quickly. It just yeah. This yeah. is I, I mean doesn't seem to slow her down any. I I'm gonna harp on it, but at the same time, I just want people to know that I I just like let it go. Yeah. But yeah, I yeah. do want I do want to point it out that it was really weird this episode because she seems to just hop all over the silo. <laughs> But yeah, because she, she falls asleep on, I think, 62, which is where the nursery is. And she goes up to one and she finds Judicial trashing the sheriff's department. There are a couple of interesting parts about this because um, during the search, Billings tells her that Meadows ordered a search for unregistered relics. And that's what they're searching for. Um, and at one point, <laughs> so at one point, Billings yells, hey, take it easy, Howie. And people thought that was funny because... I mean, obviously, because it's Hugh's last name, right? But um, oh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So they're when they're searching judicial, she flashes back to when judicial is tearing apart her family's apartment. Right, they're looking right, right, for right. for the magnifier or the rabbit, whatever we're gonna call it. And then this was I, go ahead. Sorry, no go. No, I was just like about to say it was so funny. It was just like sitting there on the floor. <laughs> it like picks it up. I, I, know. Was, I, I know. I know. <laughs> And I thought it looked like the Tower of Sauron, too. It was like this little <laughs> statue, and it has like this little black fingers and at like, the top. They would have never found that. I don't think they would have ever been. They wouldn't 
have known what that was. I don't think they they seem really not very bright. Yeah, they they seem like just like brutes. Where like, the yeah. brutes got? Well, they were there to smash everything up anyway. So I guess yeah. if they smashed everything up. Then speaking they... of speaking of smashing, someone mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it was Reddit or Discord, but they noticed that they threw the chair and they broke a chair, and that's the chair that Jules fixes in like the oh, previous yeah. episode. Yeah, I totally didn't pick up on that, but. There are a lot of like really sad parts about this scene because Hannah accuses her husband of ratting mm-hmm. her out. She's sure that like she only spoke to that that only Jules and he knew what she was doing, but he like tries to tell her, you know, like she wasn't being right. very subtle about it and then but he says something weird. He says something about Juliet's room. He, and he doesn't get to finish his <laughs> sentence. I wasn't sure what, did you notice that? I did notice that. I think I think he was just saying, like, if, if they're not going to stop there, they're going to go into her room. Maybe we should, like, spare her. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's the most obvious answer, of course. But I didn't I didn't think it was implying something else. I don't know. So why do you think they were in their rooms while they searched? Do you think like, they just didn't want them around so they wouldn't hide anything? I thought that was odd. I First, I thought it was just um, Juliet, you know, in her room. Yeah. But then, like... Her parents were just next door. It yeah. was just seemed very odd that they wouldn't at least like watch or. And she could um, hear everything too. Yeah. But yeah. Another so, funny and, and, TV show choice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then she comes on and she does the assembly thing. It looked like toys. Uh, it's like an erector set kind of thing, right? The, the yeah, pieces, like she, you know, the, she had just the strips with the together, together from everything. Yeah. yeah. It looked like a like an eyeglass lens too. Mm-hmm. Although I don't know what. You, you know that there was like a gold thing where she could look through at the top and that seemed to have it, it kind of looked like a telescope piece you know hmm, yeah you know like the tip of a <laughs> telescope it was funny because it, all this time i had been thinking that she had really gotten some like hardcore magnification going but it seemed very basic like what they were able to see like when they yeah. zoomed in on the rabbit's heart i was like oh okay so yeah, you know. I don't know. It, it seemed like she just got a bunch of lenses and just stacked them all up and yeah. had them in a yeah. certain. So then Judicial smashes the magnifier and then they de- demand the rabbit. And I didn't understand why the rabbit was important. Like, why was it enough where if she gave the rabbit up, right, that they would drop the charges on the farmer? And I guess the only thing I could think of was that they had known that she she cured the rabbit and they didn't want her like to have proof. proof. Yeah, proof that she that she was able to do it. But I mean they accepted so easily that it had died. So Yeah. Maybe they're just like not allowed to have an, like food animals as pets or maybe I mean, my guess is just that they didn't know if it worked or not. And if it had, I guess that would have been proof that yeah. she had achieved something and that's what they didn't want. And they just didn't think to question it further. I really have no idea. I mean, they probably had no idea what, they, what she was even doing with the rabbit. Yeah, they don't even look like they know what a magnifier does. He just looks like he wants to smash something. <laughs> that's what I got out of it. I don't know. He, he doesn't look very They bright. just follow orders, you know, like, <laughs> obviously, Sims probably understands. I don't know. Yeah, so then they cut back to the present, and Paul calls the judicial security people overcompensating fuckwads. <laughs> I, I love this moment because, like, it Jules looks at him like, what? <laughs> he he gives her that, what, I cuss. <laughs> it's very cute. Another Paul Billings moment to add to yes. the list of reasons why we love why him. We- <laughs> yeah. But then she reveals to him that she thinks that Sims is controlling Meadows, and he... 
just kind of like tingled my my suspicions because he calls him Robert instead of mm-hmm. Sims. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of sounded like he's my friend kind of thing, you know. Robert. I kind of have been getting that weird vibe from them. I don't know. I think they kind of are friends. Yeah, because I mean, there was that that scene back in a previous episode where he where, when he first started working in the sheriff's department, he went to go talk to him in his office on his first day, right? Uh, yeah, right. Well, at least what we learned about Sims at the end of the episode at least makes me feel better about how I've been feeling about Sims, which is yeah. sort of, he's like the fake power guy, which is yeah. obviously not the fake power guy, but he's not like the power guy. Because yeah. if it would have been like that, I would have been like I would have felt a little betrayed, you know, but. So he says that Sims is not the guy who he thinks is in control because he enforces right. the pact. But what does that... I don't understand why that would be a reason why it can't be him. Um, is it because I all guess the things that have been... The, oh, because everything is... like All of it is illegal, right? Or whatever. Yeah, okay, okay. I mean, like, he does enforce the pact, but, like, he makes, like, these... Like, was going and getting, like, folic acid, was that breaking the pact? You know, like, is seeing that woman... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So then they cut to Sims, mad at his new Doug, who is just as dumb as Doug. I guess <laughs> he brings him a stapler. <laughs> it, that made me laugh extra hard because we had graduation at my school last night, and my director, who's like my favorite person in the world, he he's retiring, and he used that line from Office Space where he was like, "They said I could keep the stapler." <laughs> just showed up in the show. I was laughing really hard. I like Sims being like, does this look like a hard drive to you? <laughs> I don't know. So Sims he's very particular about what he puts in his little and then, holy cow, closet. He, he like totally flung that stapler at the wall and it ricocheted back and almost hit the guy. You know? That was not intentional either. <laughs> yeah, he's like, it's just, we have to keep going with it, you know? Yeah. Good times. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned Office Space because I haven't mentioned to you before that I saw in a screenshot on the hard drive that there's TPS reports on that hard drive. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> it's totally got to be intentional, right? Probably. Anyway, I like the part where Sims got arrested. That was fun. Yeah. I especially liked it because Jules did it with her like little pack bot next to her. <laughs> she's she's like, spillings. <laughs> yeah. And he just recites. And he's, like, he's, he's like a little golden retriever. He's like, yes, you are the boss. I have to do this. He, he can't. There's nothing he can do. He's a robot. I joked during the watch party that he's Wiki Pactia. <laughs> <laughs> Wiki Pactia. But Sims mocks, I guess, all the, you know, remember um, he's won pack competitions. He called mm-hmm. him packed bees. That's not a very, that's. You could come up with a better pun. <laughs> Packed bees. Packed bees. Like a spelling bee? I guess. Why are they called spelling bees anyway? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I really have no idea. So, I mean, you knew it was coming as soon as like they like she's like waiting for him to take it her pack up her stuff that she's yeah. like totally gonna do her own illegal search right there. And sure enough, it was very good does, too. Yeah. And Although then, I always I hate when she like wastes time like staring at the cover of folders and stuff i'm like just open it just like use time is money keep going I know. I know you're just like oh my god they're gonna come and catch you any second now what are you doing oh i'm just you know having a flashback disassociating while i look at this folder for fuck's sake you know? <laughs> but yeah so she she finds three files she finds the one on her mom which is obviously important but she also finds one on martha and on shirley Surely. which i was surprised by shirley is her friend on a mechanical yeah, yeah i know i know yeah, so I was just like, why are they I knew there was more to Shirley? Shirley? 
Okay, so some of the details I, I had mentioned that we watched this, we, we looked at the screenshot for this. And so it turns out that Hannah died five months after Jacob, at least as far as we can tell. And like I said, we saw that she's a surgeon. <laughs> and then Jules turns the page over and she looks completely shocked at what she sees mm-hmm. on the back of the, the first page. So what do you think that was? It must have been photos, right? I guess so, because she goes on to tell her dad like how she knows that yeah. they were watching her and yeah. recording her and like seeing everything. I, so. I don't think she would have like reacted like that so quickly if it was just like they must like, be able to like, put like words. screenshots of those videos into files. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it must have been like a shot of their apartment, mm-hmm. and maybe, maybe Jules was in it too, and she saw a picture of herself with her mom and the rabbit, maybe. And I guess it must have been from wherever. I, I actually have to go look back. I don't know where their mirror is in their house. So then right after that, Jules goes to see her dad. And oh my God, this part of the episode made me cry. <laughs> it did be too little, actually. I was surprised. And yeah, I kind of because... felt bad that I thought he was such a creep earlier. But I really did think he was such a creep. I know. I mean, I think it was intentional. They, they like, wanted us to think that, oh my God, he like totally just dumped his girl in Mechanical and just left her there. And so I guess yeah. it worked because, yeah, I, yeah. I, felt, I felt terrible because, yeah, he reveals that, like, you know, he, he drew inward when Jacob died and she drew outward and she did dangerous things. And she and that's why he left Jules in Mechanical was because he wanted to, I guess he felt is a way, it was a way to keep her safe um, because she'd be too busy, I guess, working to to have to think about yeah. things like bigger questions. And, and yet she was doing it. 20 years later anyway, and maybe so. he like really did fear her turning out like her mother yeah and, and she obviously sort of has so it's like one of those you know he probably regrets like he made a choice so that she wouldn't but she did anyway so was it all worth it and you know all that yeah but then she tells him about the cameras and oh my god it just it, it's it's it was so emotional to just watch how like it all came together in his mm-hmm. mind you know like mm-hmm. he, he finally had an explanation and yeah and, that's like a long time to live with something like yeah that's a long I mean, time like how old did yeah, you say jules is she's okay so i figured it out based on i think hannah's file um and jules is 34 that sounds that sounds right but yeah so like you you think back to like everything and how how deeply the silo has destroyed their family mm-hmm. i mean the rules made it so that she couldn't save her son and then and then they destroyed her thing so she couldn't help other children save other parents from the same kind of the same kind of tragedy and then so he loses his son and then he loses his wife and then he loses his daughter because she yeah. just oh. yeah it's like a complete they, disaster and I, I all know. this time i just keep thinking about this stupid magnifier and why it's what is it what is the magnification what's the problem i don't do you know yeah, what I mean? I just, I don't yeah. understand. Whenever they were looking at, the, when in the very like first episode or second episode, whichever it was where George, where she and George were, we had, they had the hard drive. There was something that came up with the magnification then where he was like looking at something on, on the hard drive itself. No, it, I think you're thinking of Tim and Jules. I think, was it the watch? We were talking about how she, she, she made her own device probably to uh, fix no, the watch. I, I, this was something you to do with the, with the hard drive for sure. Maybe I'm just, okay. I'll, I'll um, if it like comes people, to me. I think people have been speculating that they don't want people to be able to uh, create some kind of device to see outside, like a telescope oh. kind of thing. Oh, that, I mean, yeah, that does make sense. But yeah, I mean, but, but 
like to see in a space or to see further past whatever the heck they can see on their screens you think i don't know because it's confusing because if they can because going back to the glitch people always go back to the glitch <laughs> like obviously they can just mm-hmm. put wherever i mean that glitch reveals that they can put whatever they want right. on the screen right, right? right so i mean are they even broadcasting what's outside and so if that's the case if they can cover it up then right. why would they need to why would it matter prevent yeah, yeah. Well, I, I just like googled it well not googled it i looked in the transcript um document and it was an episode one freedom day and it was this very short little blurb they were in georgia's shop um, they're looking at the um, hard drive, and she says, "Is any idea what the 18 means?" And he says, uh-uh. "And she asks, oh, it's Allison. That's why." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Allison. I'm sorry. She yeah. Asks, do you she, have anything yeah. stronger? Do you have and do you have a magnifying glass? And they're like, "What were they? Were they just trying to read something on the?" Oh, actually, you know what else it could be? Going back to the camcorder, you know how Martha was talking about how the parts are a lot smaller. Maybe they don't want people to be able to make higher tech you know maybe like i i don't know i'm me not either. a tech person so but like all those parts are maybe i'm assuming learn. i'm assuming the more compacted and, and high tech it is it gets mm-hmm. smaller so yeah, i don't know we'll just have to see <laughs> but yeah we'll so going back to, to going back to the nickels so like it's just like we've been going back and forth right about whether hannah nichols killed herself <laughs> like at hannah first, nichols definitely killed herself yeah yeah, but like before we thought, oh, maybe she got killed by judicial yeah, yeah, yeah. because of the magnifier. But now it just seems like, you know, she she just, they because they, he says that they crushed her spirit when they uh, destroyed the magnifier. Because and if you think about it from her perspective, she's lost her son. She thought that she had a way to save other sons like her own. And they just smashed it, right? Yeah. And, and, and on top of that, she thinks that her husband has betrayed her, right? Yeah, man, and but like so, she had a daughter, and that's a choice. And I can't yeah, imagine that feels yeah. good for Juliet. Like, yeah. yeah, your magnifying glass was smashed, but and like, and she knew that the dad was like pulling away and being weird. So, like, she knew what she was leaving Juliet with. Yeah. So, kind of made me feel shitty about her, to be honest. Yeah, I, I think though, um, it's also possible that she just felt that you know <laughs> Juliet would have been better off without her. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, of course, you know, depression leads you to think that. I'm not, like, judging her. Like, Well, I was. I was judging her. But, I mean, <laughs> I just mean, like, you know, we don't know her story. But Yeah. Sad for Juliet, I guess. Yeah, Juliet's a loser no matter where, no matter how you cut it. Yeah. But especially since, you know, she works in mechanical and, and Hank has said it himself, you know, she dedicates her life to keeping the silo alive. You know, right. she keeps the generator running. So she's doing all this. She's providing all this power to Bernard and uh, janitorial and Sims. You know, she she helps all these people. And yet this is what she's gotten in, in thanks, right? Mm-hmm. She's She's gotten her, her whole family torn apart and she lost her mother and her brother. And now she's... Oh, it sucks. I think like, it happens up to people a lot in life where they like put their whole heart into something and work for something and then they find out like it was all like a lie or like for not, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's an awful feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it can be something that you just throw you into a funk that you just can't get out of. Yeah. Right. So, all right. So, and then Jules is trying to go to the down deep. So she tells her dad that she's going to go down to Martha to try to get her to open the hard drive. And she says that she'll be there. So this is more timeline stuff. She says that she can be there by six. And I looked at the clock on the wall behind mm-hmm. Pete, and it was almost ten o'clock. I'm assuming ten o'clock in the morning because she had gotten right. up 
she had woken up and gone, oh, although, see, that's not enough time for her to wake up and go to Jujutsu and come back down. But anyway, um, she runs into a checkpoint. And so she has to, she, she can't go to down deep. Although I don't know why she didn't just like barrel her way down. But, um, but then, so I was wondering like, where does she go after that? Because then they go to Sims and holding, he's trying to convince the deputies about using the radio. And then Billings is, okay. So this is another like timestamp is, um, Billings goes home and he's home for dinner. Right. So it's, it's evening time. And then they show Martha in the down deep and it's 7 p.m and there's no jewels so she's worried and and oh my gosh she she is brave enough to try to go outside so that i think confirms that she's definitely agoraphobic right yes definitely yeah it's not like a like a hermit kind of thing where she's she just doesn't want to see people she's just actually really scared to go outside so yeah i think i think one thing can lead to another you know like if you like spend so much time not going outside mm-hmm. then you have that you like acquire that just gets worse and worse it just feeds itself although it was really deserted in the hallways for 7 p.m i guess maybe every people might have been eating or something yeah but yeah i think it probably would have been worse for her if like she went outside and there was like people everywhere <laughs> or do you <laughs> think it's more like i don't i don't know what is what is the scary part of agoraphobia is it is it the outdoors or is it the people or is it both um i think it's Probably the people and just knowing that at any moment you could just like run into someone. Um, but I think that fear, I, I guess I don't really know for sure. Yeah. It, it was something to do with like her safe space and being out of it because mm-hmm. there's nobody around and she's still scared, right? So. Well, I think we all kind of had some of that like during COVID, you know, like yeah. when we were quarantining. And then, I mean, I know for me, like going to the grocery store has always given me like anxiety. Like I have several times in my life, like abandoned my cart and just cleft because there were too many people and I think like COVID made that worse because then like then you're like worrying about ger- germs or people coughing and there were people like wearing their masks and mm-hmm. I don't know it was a little harder for me after like people took their masks off to like start going back so yeah me too but yeah so it's it's 7 p.m and then they finally reveal where Jules is she sends a message to Lucas who is in the cafeteria mapping stars um she sends a message by Porter and tells him to come to her apartment <laughs> Right. Like, well, what is he thinking when he gets this note, right? Probably sex, but I don't know, right? Like, I don't I know. I mean, he must have read. It's a very She's specific like, time for sex, like 6.13. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, no. 6.13 is her apartment number. Oh. Uh, so I guess Jules uh, went from 62 and climbed all the way back up to her apartment. And then she, she sends Lucas a note. I guess he must like, just be there. Why would she do that after telling her dad that she could be at Martha's by 6? Oh, because she got stopped at the checkpoint. Is there, like, no other way down? Yeah, that's what I thought. You know, like, why didn't she just, like, I don't know, push her way past those okay. people? Okay, <laughs> now that makes a little guess, more sense guess, in my brain, but not a lot. I, I guess I guess it's hard to, I'll like, buy push it, past. <laughs> yeah. I think we just gotta let that go. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. But yeah, but yeah, so she she does the Gloria thing. She turns on the water, uh, and she shows him the drive, and Lucas tells her that she probably does have access, but she needs to use a certain computer. Right. And then, like, she starts telling him all the stuff that she's found out, right, about George and John's and Marin's and, like, like, all this big stuff. (laughs) Yeah. And and then he's like, oh, but who's George? Like, dude. And then she, she, like, 
she snaps at him. I don't have time for this. And I was just like, yeah, you don't. Like, what the hell is he honing in on that for? I know. <laughs> she's I just know. dropped. She's just dropped a bunch of bombs on him. And he's just like, oh, is he your ex? It's just so ridiculous. I know. And I was like, okay, like, fine. Let's move like, on. I, I know. Like, like dude, Jesus she just Christ. told you he's dead. <laughs> I don't think he even bought that or caught that. Like, it was like a passing for him. Just uh, the name George just, <laughs> just blew up his little brain cells. <sighs> So he lost some points there with me. It was yes, really weird. yes, definitely Guy. with me too. I was like, man, come on, focus here. Yes. <laughs> She's obviously highly stressed. <laughs> You're going to go and like give her a hard time about her boyfriend. Yeah. But then, so she smashes the mirror <laughs> and she yanks out the camera and oh, he's he's like really scared at this point, right? Yeah. Well, who can like, blame why him? Why is he even like that? He was like, who's George? He was really rude about it. Like he yeah. was like accused her of using him. Like, he immediately thought this was some, like, betrayal thing. <laughs> yeah. So but, strange. I mean, I don't know. But I, I guess it must just not have been processing for her for him because, yeah, yeah, yeah. she had already told him that it was all connected to Maybe his murders. <laughs> yeah, I think she was just overwhelming him. But, oh, my God, when he saw, when she's, like, he's, like, holding mm-hmm, the camera mm-hmm. and he's, like, shocked. They're, like, these are in our homes. Yeah. And like he's probably thinking about like all the implications all the stuff of he's that. done. Like everyone <laughs> would be thinking, like, what have I done? That and yeah, knowing someone just like watching you all the time—that's horrifying. But so he basically won't help her, right? Which made me wonder, like, oh my god, they like b- been building up to like Lucas being like this IT guy she knows, and it she makes goes... me think he must save the day later because, like, yeah. otherwise, what's the point? This is like I, the point where like, he must be a hero at some point. This, right? this, this this has to like be like starting his redemption arc because yeah he doesn't yeah he do, he doesn't help her yeah and she, he's like my mom <laughs> she's like your mom like who <laughs> cares about your mom I didn't even know you had a mom like yeah oh yeah Jesus. she like you know, put a lot of scorn into that like, <laughs> your mom <laughs> it's like my mom is dead <laughs> I don't yeah. know. And then she runs and he barely gets away. And so I just couldn't help thinking like, oh my God, he is screwed because she, she, she had put a blanket over the mirror and she pulled it down. So they must've seen him. I wonder, right? yeah. Like if they're trying to make us think that they didn't see him, they just saw her like the, where they were standing because like they run right past him and it was like seconds ago. Like yeah, they knew I, who he was. They knew I, who he no, is. No, no, no. But I said that too, but my husband said that it's because if those people were already on their way up to her before he got there, then maybe they didn't know that they should detain him too. And they just thought he was some guy walking in the hallway. Yeah, maybe that's possible. But these people yeah. have like radios, right? Isn't that the whole point of the radio? Yeah, is it just like Martha's radio or whatever? <laughs> it doesn't seem like those judicial radios carry radios. Or maybe only the leader does. I don't know. But yeah. He gets away though. Yeah, he does. Because no radios, I guess. So that's on six. And then they show her stuck at another checkpoint. And this is on level 30. Because I saw it on the sign on the staircase. So she ran down 24 floors. Mm-hmm. To get to this point. And I don't know what she was going to do this time. Because, I mean, maybe she thought because it was later, they would have stopped the checkpoints by then. But they didn't. And I I was really amused by this this part where, like, you know, Bernard comes up to her and he's like, says, oh, she's with me. And then the lady Mm -hmm. stops him too. Oh, no, you're questioning the mayor too. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It was amusing. Sorry, I can't Um, talk about that guy. Fuck that guy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so he's revealed to be the bad, the big bad guy, right? Yeah, uh, he's he the big bad wolf. He takes her down to the, f- the farm level, to a cornfield, and he 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 messes up, and he he reveals that he knows what 
what they're looking for. That, yeah. That, that there's a hard drive. So did you see that coming or? Did I see that coming? Um, no, not really. No, I, I thought that um, her like knowing her way around that cornfield was like going to get her out of that situation. And as far as it, Bernard, no. Um, I kind of like that guy. So, but I like that, you know, I like that because I, after like last episode of this one, I thought that Sims had way more power than he has. And obviously he's some sort of second in command, but he's not like the criminal mastermind. Yeah. So that's what I, that's what I couldn't buy was that it was just like Sims, you know? Yeah. But did you, did you suspect Bernard at all? I don't think so. No, I don't have any memory of like being like, Oh, he's kind of, that's awesome. See, cause I thought he was kind of a dip. <laughs> See, cause um, it's it's hard for me to like I have pre knowledge right of certain things I, I I've always told you that I don't know what they're changing but like this is one thing that I right. didn't I was super confident that they were not going to change and that he was going to be he was going to be the mastermind b- behind it all basically yeah and so, I no it was really well done I didn't I was too busy like I don't know just trying to like picture what's going on outside or like what Sims is doing then I try to think of like who was actually I thought it was a mystery person that we hadn't seen yet to be honest uh-huh because I kept talking about that guy that visited them like in their in the dark and like whispered yeah. things is that supposed to be Bernard I'm having a hard time Bernard. I'm still confused about that too I actually think it's Sims the, the man who comes in there because it, it just seems more like yeah, his style that seems like an ego stroking thing to be like all in black and be like murmuring things in the dark you know yeah that seems okay, more so, sense thing okay so that that actually reminds me um you know the part where they have uh jewels like on the ground and she's like got her hands behind her back and sims leans over her oh my god that was so creepy he's yeah. like whispering in her ear i told you you would regret yeah he's a fuck <laughs> oh yeah so yeah that that totally gave me like man who comes into people's apartments yeah. at night kind of vibe so i think yeah. it's him he's a creep. i don't think it's I don't think it's Bernard. Bernard probably just goes to sleep at night, you know? <laughs> yeah, remember? Yeah, when they were like, should we wake him up? He's like a loser, but he's in charge, so whatever. He's having a nap. I hate all these people now. Except Julia. I, I actually I actually found, like, so, you know, like, Jules is, like, coming to the realization that, oh, my God, the person controlling metals is Bernard. Oh, my God. And then they show Sims in the background coming out of the cornfield all ominous. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you know? I don't think it was supposed to be comical, but I just thought it was just because he just looked like a, I don't know, he, people There's have been like... There's something about him that it comes off as humorous, and that's why I keep like joking about, I don't know, like his pest collection and stuff, just because... There's something, but you know, a, a lot of people have been complaining on Reddit about his leather jacket. They don't understand why he has the only leather jacket. <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny. Uh, but yeah, just yeah, him walking out in the background. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. But then Bernard makes the claim that Jules says that she wants to go outside, and Sims backs it up, yeah. and I guess that goes back. All the way back to, I think we talked about it, right? About how Paul had said that you can have, a, you can request a hearing if you feel that you've been misheard. Mm-hmm. So I guess that was them long time ago setting yeah. up the detail that this can happen, right? right? So God, imagine, I, I it could, imagine it must just happen all the time to like anyone that they want to get rid of. In, in like a petty squabble, right? Yeah. Like like if Regina Anything. didn't like it must be like. Gr- <laughs> imagine like in school like imagine like your bully is like oh he said he wanted to go outside i heard him you know it's kind of shit kids do yeah i think it's also like 
anybody can just get mad and do it. You know, they must have staircase rage, right? Oh my god! Or like drinking? Does it like if you're drunk and you like imagine the bullshit that comes out of your mouth? Yeah, yeah. That's probably that's probably why they put that in. But but then yeah, it becomes really important here because yeah, she. uh, Right. (laughs) So I don't know if you're a Star Trek fan, but Bernard basically paraphrases Spock. Does he? No, I wouldn't know. He says the need. Oh, the needs of the many, that quote? Yeah, he says the needs of the many require the sacrifices of the few. And the quote from Spock in, in I think it's Wrath of Khan, he says the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one. And mm. it, it just screamed Spock to me. And it's funny because I, I can't remember why we were talking about it in Discord, but we were talking about um, that line. And I was like, I think that's from classic literature. But then I looked it up and it's it's actually from Spock. It's, it's a Spock line. I was so shocked. I thought it was like some like poignant line from, you know, from some yeah, old book. There's but... so many different versions of similar lines like that. You know, like the needs of X, the needs of Y. It's always framed in some way. I, I like that. <laughs> yeah. But he, he called, but Bernard calls Jules the greatest threat to the silo in 140 years. Yeah, man. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. Well, which Juliet. is like which is means like she's the greatest threat since the rebellion and and actually that goes back to um what billings's wife mentioned to to him when he went home for dinner he he tells she tells him that there's talk that jules is laying the groundwork for a new rebellion right he's like shocked right um but they've been sprinkling things like this throughout the show mm-hmm. um That's like they, true. You know, I, I found they, myself wishing we could like like spend some time in the cafeteria listening to people talk i want to know what yeah. like everyone else like just the gossip or like everyday chatter is like yeah i mean they've just been putting like things like little things here and there like hank talking about how there's unrest and asked if his kids can go like his cousin's kids asked if it's safe for the kids to go to school kind of mm-hmm. thing and yeah there was that bar brawl and all kinds of stuff so it, i think they're, they're trying to make it apparent that you know things are building and then and then Billings's wife says that you know there's been all these all these deaths all in a row and it's not normal and yeah I, right I I would think that yeah that's I think that's why I didn't understand why Billings didn't really react harder when Jules tells him that she thought that Marnes and Johns were murdered because and that there were two cleanings that she thought were connected and right yeah, all this stuff because yeah, it, it's it sounds like from what Holston said is that his ability is to help keep the order and the stability in the silo, right? So, right. What do you think Jules thinks about what they're accusing her of? Because she must know that it has to do with the book, right? And she must know and the hard drive. It yeah. has to do with the hard drive. But I so she she flashes back to the. To Hannah's burial. And um, no one shows and, up. And no one came to her funeral, and I guess it's because she killed herself. That must um, be some kind of, like, mortal sin or something in the silo. Like, yeah. look at all we do for you, and everyone be, should be so grateful yeah. that they are alive. And Yeah. Because yeah. he says something, right? If she had died of a heart attack, they right. would have all been there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she, she Jules calls, <laughs> calls her mother and her family cowards. Yeah. And then, and then she lets the rabbit go. Um so then um, they take us down to the down deep and Shirley and Martha are talking and they, the, they've already gotten word yeah, through Hank, really quickly, through yeah. Hank that uh, Jules is going to, is being held and is going to get sent out to clean. And Knox, Shirley says that Knox 
has told her that he's always felt that they would eventually punish them for the rebellion. So that tells us that mechanical had to do with the last rebellion. Yeah, that's what I thought too. I found myself questioning it though. I was like, do they just mean like punishing everyone? Are they mm-hmm. assuming that everyone's being punished or is it specifically mechanical? No, I kind of sure. thought that the way that she said it. And the way that kinda... people talk about mechanical too, like it can't just be like the whole down deep thing. Like it seems like there's a bit of a prejudice that isn't just based on like class. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's not their fault. But, I mean, they really get a lot of shit done down there. I can't imagine, but I don't know. People are like that. So. And then I think, um, you know, when Allison stops at a hostel in like the first episode, she like stops and she's like watching a play and like it's it's actually a reenactment of the rebellion and they show people in coveralls as the bad guys. And so I don't oh, know if I that's... Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so I don't know if that's meant to be mechanical, but then you look at mechanical people now and I don't know if they... I don't think they wear coveralls. Maybe maybe Cooper, maybe well, Cooper I wears coveralls. Like, <laughs> I know, yeah. It's like a sign of rebels. But actually, I think I think Cooper wears coveralls, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if that means that that in lore, you know, in theater or whatever, mechanical people are known to be yeah. where the rebels came from. Right. Okay, so then we come to the end of the episode. And this is where I was really confused because, and I think, think, I think scenes got cut from here that would have helped add context because I don't know where Paul came from. I don't either. Because he's he's escorting Jules up. Um, she's no longer hand. I swear she was handcuffed. I, um, I guess they like made a stop on their way. I don't know where the cornfield is. I think the cornfield is. So he had stopped Jules on thirty, and then he said it's a bit of a walk. He was and at he home. took her to the. And I think the farms are in the mids. Yeah, but he was. Yeah, yeah. So he was at home having dinner with his wife. Yeah, but then they say. Um, Shirley and Martha say that they came over the radio about what happened. So I'm gonna guess that Paul heard it on the radio, yeah. and he went running to go meet them. And so she's not wearing handcuffs anymore, and he's like helping her up, like he has to assist her. So that's what makes me think that they they cut something that that, that should have been in there because it's just missing a lot of context on why they're walking up the stairs like. She's being escorted up in a very particular way. Like Sims is going first, and Paul and is like ang- holding um, her up. Yeah, and he seems angry at her. Like, yeah, almost. So, like so something they've, else they've, had they've talked already a little yeah, bit, right? Like I she must so. have been asking. So I, yeah, I feel like they 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 cut something out that they should have left in. Um, because yeah, she's no longer wearing any handcuffs. I and like some. Uh, one of the other Reddit models was speculating that there must have been a scene where he was like, "Are these handcuffs really necessary?" And he he like advocates to have them taken off her right. or something because that, that's gotta be it because I, I swear there were handcuffs on her and why why, why wouldn't they handcuff her right when she, she's like she's like kick- a known fleer you know <laughs> and she's she's kicking everybody's ass i know which was a little i mean i don't know but oh my god that punch to the gut oh if man. someone did that to me my organs would have exploded and i know that tv always like makes punches look like they can't like do the damage they do but literally they're but I, I mean, the, I heard I that. Be, yeah, I wouldn't be able to take a punch like that either. No. Although it was a really weird she did, angle, she did. too. He had to punch her from, like, a couple stairs up. <laughs> so it was, like, downward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But point got across. Painful. Yeah. Oh, my God. And, like, Paul is just, like, he's, like, 
full on like his eyes are like bulging out of his head right he can't believe that he did that to her I know but I, I found it weird that that's what he couldn't believe and like she's literally saying I did not say I wanted to go outside mm-hmm. he's like oh I know how you are you're nuts like let's I am so sick of this let's keep walking it just didn't seem I, I thought maybe he was like putting on a show for uh sims and maybe like maybe he is no, I, hope so. I, I hope so. I mean, he was just, I, I don't know what, see, that's what I, I'm so confused about because obviously they were talking, there was a conversation before they got to that point where mm-hmm. he's upset with her um, and saying that she, he, she only wants him to like be her like pack robot. Yeah, but <laughs> when not it that kind her. of upset, you know, like yeah, not yeah. go out to clean. Yeah. I don't know. But, oh my God. I think someone must be going through his head, right? <laughs> I yeah. mean, he, he he probably wants the job. He doesn't want her to go clean. He knows that he can't have the job because he has the syndrome. And uh, oh, he doesn't want that job anymore. Yeah, <laughs> like after oh the end of this episode, I'm like, and and I, going home. I think I think that's why they established the dinner time scene with his wife. She says she she tells him she reveals to us that stress makes the syndrome worse, mm-hmm. and so that's why Jules is able to get away from him, right? Is because like the, the other stress that he's going through in that situation right, right there that like, causes his like pain in his hands to like get really bad, and then she pushes him aside. She grabs her bag from him and she gets on the rating, and and then she jumps over the side. Wait, and does that does that bag still have the hard drive in it? Yes, for real. Yes. Oh, Jesus Christ! Sims takes it from Those her guys in the cornfield. So stupid. I know. Like really Wait, stupid. When she jumped her over, I yelled at my husband. I was like, "Where did you get the bag?" <laughs> and then I had to go back. I had to, I had to go back and watch. And oh yeah, okay. She just has it in his hand. And he's just casually he's carrying useless. it upstairs. He's so useless. I maintain this. Like he, he's very creepy. But I just don't think he's very bright. I don't think so. He's not. He doesn't have good reflexes either. Because they show. She pushes him into the railing, and she has enough time to hop on the thing. And he's still just holding the railing and looking he's at like, her. How like, dare you! <laughs> <laughs> I know. And then she like throws herself off the side to be continued. Of course, uh, I'm assuming see, she's not dead. But see, this kind of inaction is what happens when you make everybody else do your dirty work for you. It's true. He it's probably true. wouldn't be that useless if he would have just taken care of things himself. Own your own reflexes first, sir. You know, like you can't expect it to just. I don't He's know. gone soft. He has. Him and his cushy leather jacket. They just don't have problems often enough, maybe. Maybe okay, it's the so, only threat they've had in 140 since, years. Since, since you're a big Harry Potter fan, you know when she jumps on the railing and then jumps off? I totally... Okay, do you know what scene I'm talking about? It's it's when um they flash back to... Is it Godric? Is it or, when Grindelwald like, jumps Grindelwald. out the window? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so funny, and because it, it, it's that very that's that posture, and it also reminded me of like Gollum. <laughs> like yeah, crouching. yeah, the, the squatting. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, no, I, I see that too. That's really funny. Yeah, that was the first thing I came to mind when they show her, and then she jumps. I was like, oh my god, that's just like that. <laughs> <sighs> so there's two more episodes left. Um, <clears throat> yeah, next week is called maybe the Jules will be dead, and we'll just be introduced to a new person, and they'll just. <laughs> It wouldn't like surprise me at all. I'd be like, okay. <laughs> I would. Be she's really in sad, medical. But... She's got all these broken bones. <clears throat> <laughs> mm. Yeah, she could have really used like, um, like repelling. That would be really handy in the silo. You could yeah. just like a hook on a rock and just kind of repel down levels. I, she would be really good at that. Maybe she's got a rope in the bag. Yeah, or like a, some kind of parachute. Yeah, I, I mean, a, a parachute could work in that place. I think there's enough height. It's pretty tall. Nobody tried that at home. I have no idea what I'm talking about. 
somebody joked on Reddit and I was cracking up way too hard is that Martha decided it was safe to go outside. She finally takes her first step and Jules falls on her. <laughs> oh my god. That's dark. I like that. Yeah. We we laugh about some kind of messed up stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm the darkest person at my workplace. We're a very lovely, like, K-8 farm school, so you can imagine. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so Wires from the Deep has been ad-free up until this point, but I'm going to do a little bit of promotion here since the podcast is produced and funded by my business, Pico's House, which offers comprehensive editing services for fiction authors. So I started Pico's House in 2014 at the encouragement of Silo series author Hugh Howie. I'd done a couple of beta readings for Hugh on shift chapters and for another book of his called The Shell Collector. And Hugh recommended me to Samuel Peralta, the editor of the popular indie sci-fi anthology series the future chronicles you know hugh has always been very supportive of indie authors but he's also been very supportive of indie editors like me which is amazing of him pico's house provides services to new york times best-selling authors and big five publishers as well as big names in the self-published community if you have a manuscript that you're looking to develop fine-tune or polish for self-publication i run a team of 18 editors proofreaders and beta readers and together we provide a wide variety of editing services we also help authors develop their stories and and query packages for submission. To find out more, go to picoshouse.com. That's P-I-K-K-O-S-H-O-U-S-E.com. Please mention that you heard about Pico's House on Wires from the Deep. Okay, so that's the episode breakdown, but there's a couple other topics that we wanted to talk about. Um, Kelly wanted to talk a little bit on maintenance and what their job is. Yeah, I just thought it was funny that we were so confused by them and they were giving Jules like the side eye, you know, in the hallway. And it turns yeah. out they're like the guys that like installed the cameras and stuff in people's homes. You know, we were, well, I was pointing out, you know, like just like the wiring and the. I, I, I feel like it's like kind of similar to janitorial in that there's probably an actual janitorial division, but there's like the fake janitorial people, which is like the monitors and the watchers kind of thing, right? Right. Um, it's so funny that they're called janitorial. They, yeah. But they must actually need maintenance people, right? Definitely. Yeah. But then they also just have fake maintenance people who go install the cameras, you know? Like, maybe they have, like, a special team on maintenance that is, like, the covert janitorial people. Was there someone, like, in the first or second episode where they got, like, a maintenance call that they hadn't put in or something? Um, I think it was... I think it was when Juliet was moving into her apartment, right? Bernard was like, oh, you hear that clanking noise? Why don't you just call maintenance or something like that? He made that weird comment that... Bernard. (laughs) <laughs> but Asshole. he made that, that weird tip about like, making an enemy out of maintenance right? yeah just call maintenance and I think Billings mentions it too he says if you don't call maintenance your toilet will stop working or but something see, like, that's what makes me think there isn't two divisions of maintenance you know because like if you're calling maintenance for some dude to actually fix a fan in your house or whatever like that guy you're not going to make an enemy out of him yeah I don't know reading um, too much into this again right <laughs> <laughs> We're always going to be thinking back to you telling us, no, don't read into it too much. It's actually really good advice. Like having someone else say that is like, yeah, I mean, I know, but that's what we do with podcasts for, right? That's the yeah. whole point of us. Yeah. that's. I don't, I don't it, take right? it into my real life, I promise. <laughs> oh, so one other thing I wanted to talk about. I don't think I've mentioned it before in the show. I've, sh- I've told Kelly about it. I've shown her pictures, but I started knitting in the first week of the show, a silo blanket. Um, and I'm almost done. I think I can finish it before oh. the, before the, f- 
uh, it's really final cool. episode. It's really super cool. Yeah. So it's hard to show things on a podcast. <laughs> I know. Especially when I'm not willing to show pictures yet. But I just wanted to mention it because it's yeah, it's coming. I, I yeah. need the I, I need to like encourage myself in this way because I don't know if people um people who don't need probably don't realize that it, it's like a, there's like a mental game involved in finishing something that's really big. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm I'm reaching like that point where I'm going crazy doing this one thing. So I can't imagine. All right, so our audience question, and we can talk about this ourselves a little bit. How does Jules survive her jump over the wall? Kelly, you talked a little bit about parachuting and, and rope, and I <laughs> which think I, is- I don't think those are actual. Those are those <laughs> were not guesses. Those were just. She's probably just going to jump onto a walkway right down below. It just I, so happens. I, yeah, that I think you can do that. Like she knows that place well enough. Like you should be able to jump from a level level, and then if you're lucky and kind of do it right, you could probably like. You know, I don't know. I'm picturing it, it, it in better, my mind. It, it better not be that she just falls and grabs the railing and then pulls herself off. Well, we learned ridiculous. maybe that's why they showed her like superhuman like hand strength earlier with that stupid rope when she's like. No, dangling. but she went over the railing once before and she couldn't pull herself up. So she's been working out just in case okay, it happens again. Okay, okay, she's been going through the silo gym. Yeah, she, well, she's going up and down those stairs like a crazy person. She's probably fit as all get up. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I hope she doesn't like land on a like a you know one of those canopy type of things. I mean, she's been she's seen. been going she's been going from sixty to six to to thirty to to down below. She must be freaking tired. By yeah, now. I don't know. Uh, Jules has really good cardio. I was just like reading the transcript, and I hate how it ends with Paul panting, Juliet grunts. <laughs> Paul groans. <laughs> Juliet grunts. Sims groans. I'm like, this is too much. It's too much yeah, bending and yeah. groaning. I don't, yeah. I don't know. People. Do they have I, to include I, that? I'm still, I'm still working on editing this thing because I go through and I edit because they don't all have all yeah, the people and, and scene cuts. And stuff. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. If she doesn't live, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> Just so you know. I quit. <laughs> all right. Any final thoughts? That was it. That was my right. final thought. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so we're going to be doing another giveaway this week. Chronicle World's Halfway Home by Future Chronicles series editor Samuel Peralta is based on Halfway Home, a novel by Hugh Howie. The premise of the novel is that AI-piloted colony ships carry human embryos to planets and then raise and train the humans before sending them out into the world. And this anthology, which features short stories by 15 different authors, uh, comes out on Monday, June 19. And the series editor Samuel was gracious enough to offer one of our lucky listeners a copy of so just head on over to the downdeed.net to find out how you can enter. Basically, we just want you to help spread the word about our podcast or leave us a review and you just have to go to the website and that's how you're going to log in your entries and tell us that you entered. Um, and then I'll draw a winner from there. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Wires from the Deep. Be sure to follow or subscribe to us and tell other silo fans that they can find us at wiresfromthedeep.com. If you're enjoying our discussions, please leave us a review on your podcasting platform of choice. Join the Down Deep Discord by going to thedowndeep.net and following the invite link to join discussions with other fans or to join our Friday night watch party. If you want to contact me and Kelly, you can leave a comment on Podbean or on one of our YouTube videos, or you can email us at crystal at thedowndeep.net. Tune in next week as we break down episode 9, The Getaway. And to all the dads out there, happy Father's Day. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone.